You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to Locked on Texans, your daily Texans talking news update. I'm John Summersport, Sky Hickman here. A few days away from the draft, doing the show with my buddy in crime. Cody Davis. Yes, the NFL draft will get kicked off on Thursday. But ladies and gentlemen, due to not having a first-round draft pick, the Houston Texans actually have an extra day to prepare for the draft. So, Technically, the NFL draft doesn't start for the Texans until Friday, but hey, at the end of the day, no matter how things are looking, I know a lot of people are still shooken up, still a little bit upset due to the fact that the Texans do not have a first round pick, but I actually took some time out on yesterday to sort through potential draft prospects that I believe can help this team not only in 2020, but in the near future. We're going to get into a couple prospects that I have my eyes set on. John, I know you have a couple that you have your eyes set on. But first, we're going to get this show kicked off with the biggest news that dropped in the NFL. I'm pretty sure you guys know, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to make a trade with the New England Patriots, bringing your boy Gronk out of retirement. He is joining forces with Tom Brady in Southern Florida. John, as a New Orleans Saints fan, as you know I am, um, we held down the, the, the NFC South over the last three to four seasons, and I'm not nervous. I still believe that the Saints are the team to beat, but i tell you one thing. I do believe this year we're going to see, was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick that made the Patriots a dynasty over the past 20 years? You know, real quick, I just want to say that Bill Belichick is going into a situation where he has Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer as his quarterbacks on the roster currently. So it's it's really unfair to judge the two this upcoming season. But I definitely still think I I don't think the the Buccaneers would do what people expect them to do. I I really don't. You know, the Patriots, I just don't understand why they want to risk starting a season with Brian Hoyer. Um, you know, Hoyer did a solid job, job when he was the quarterback in Houston. But if I'm mistaken, you still have Cam Newton, a former league MVP, and Jameis Winston. Yes, I know he threw 30 interceptions last season, but this is a guy who he still hasn't reached the peak of how good he can be. If I'm the New England Patriots, I will do anything I can to make sure I get at least one of those guys to come in and be the starting quarterback for my team. But at the end of the day, you are talking about the New England Patriots, who <laughs> over the last 20 years, they have been on the pedestal of they can make somebody that they can turn something out of nothing. And that's why I say, you know, we, we're going to see what, the Patriots are made of and, and like you say you know maybe the first year of them being apart is not going to be you know oh did this only happen because of Brady or this only happened because of Belichick but at the end of the day 
Your boy Gronk is back with Tom Brady. You know, we will see how that'll turn out. Uh, however, it's time to talk Texans. Cody, as you alluded to it earlier, it's time to talk about the draft and what the Texans can possibly do. I can't wait to dive into it. So the entire thing about this draft process we're going through right now is just the fact that you never know second-round picks. The very first pick that you have in the draft, you know, talking about the Texans we are, is in the second round. And with the 40th pick, there's so many players out there that you can, you know, really bring in. But the foregone conclusion is the Texans will go defense in the, in the draft primarily. And heavily on, they will kick it off with the defense. Now, at 40, what are we going to do? Are we going to go edge? Are we going to go inside defensive line? After we just brought in Tim Jernigan, re-signed Brandon Dunn, there's a lot of room that you can use in this draft later on to, to bring in that depth, which Bill O'Brien you know, talked about so much. The, this year's draft for the Texans, they have a second round, a third round, a fourth round, a fifth round, and three-sevenths. There's time to address the inside. There's time to address the secondary. I think we go with Edge, Rusher, and Cody. You know, you compiled a list of guys from the first pick all the way to the last pick of, of guys that you'd like to see here in Houston. Yes, sir. And with the 40th pick, I do believe that the Houston Texans should go out and get Terrell Lewis. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on Lewis because, John, as you know, you and I discussed Lewis last week on Locked On Texans. You know, you and I discussed the possibility of Lewis coming to Houston. And at first, I was kind of against it only due to the fact that I was actually kind of worrisome about his injury history. But this is a guy who actually has the potential to turn into one of the top pass rushers in, in, in the NFL, give and take how the way his development can come once he enters the NFL. And I do believe that he is going to be a guy who's going to be a tremendous, not only steal, but he can be the guy that can finally fill that empty void that the Texans have been trying to fill ever since they traded Jadavion Clowney last August. Now, with that being said, I do believe that this is a draft and this is a possibility that the Texans should look into. You mentioned it, and Bill O'Brien even said it in his press conference last week that the main priority going into this draft is going to be defense, defense, defense. And there is a possibility, and it might be in the Texans' best interest to double dip back into Nick Saban's football program and get Terrell Lewis' teammate, Anthony Jennings. Both of these guys have the potential to bring in the 2.0 of J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney. And the reason why I got my eye on Anthony Jennings John, you have been saying this ever since we have taken over this podcast, which was well over a year ago, that the Texans should look into bringing in a guy who can take the reins over from J.J. Watt. Watt is getting up there in age. You and I both believe that there is a high possibility that this might be the last season that Watt might be in Houston. And if it's not, you even said it. You could swing wide into the inside and bring somebody in who can help take so much of the burdens off his shoulders. Anthony Jennings is that type of guy. I'm hoping that the Texans can get 
both of those pass rushers because, like I alluded to before, if they do that, they can have the 2.0 version of J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney. It wasn't that long ago that Watt and Clowney had the Texans defense or part of the top tier in the NFL. I do believe that's the way Bill O'Brien wants to go. Of course, with these guys coming in as rookies, you're going to get them on a cheap deal. And both of these guys have higher ceilings. Now, another guy that I have my eyes set on, I'm looking at the seventh round. They have three potential picks in the seventh round. The one guy I do believe might be the biggest steal in this year's draft is running back DJ Dallas out of Miami. Now, I know some of you guys might be looking at the depth chart saying, I mean, we got Duke Johnson, we got David Johnson. What in the hell do we need to go out and draft a running back for? Well, Bill O'Brien is very, very high on what David Johnson can do. But my only concern is David Johnson has not been the all-pro running back since 2016. This is a guy who has the same skill set as Johnson. He is a former receiver turned running back. And last year for Miami, he recorded 663 rushing yards off of 115 attempts. And he also recorded 140 receiving yards with three touchdowns off of 14 catches. This is the prototypical halfback that Bill O'Brien loves in his system. And if David Johnson is not the guy that he traded for, DJ Dallas will be a great insurance policy for Bill O'Brien and the Texans. Yeah, I don't think a uh, a late, late, late round running back would save his job per se. But yeah, but I agree with you with the Anthony Jennings pick uh, out of Alabama. Had eight and a half sacks last year. Uh, one thing that he does really well, you know, as an outside linebacker, it's just that there's a couple of things actually that I like. Uh, he usually gets the best of tight ends, uh, taking them out of the frame and being able to not allow them to, you know, be a true factor when it comes to blocking and a lot of times some pass coverage. Uh, he's also great with play recognition, but I think at the fourth round, uh, that'll be a good pick for the Texans. It'll also continue to boost up that, you know, edge rush position. Well, not position, but need that the Texans have right now, making sure, as we discussed yesterday, that the depth is there for Houston moving forward. Uh, one guy that we both talked about on, but even more so off before, off record before, uh, you have him in your draft. I do as well. Amik Robinson, right? We've we've had the discussion around town in the media on the show about the safety position, and it seems like. Reed is a lock. We know Justin Reed will be a lock, but it just seems like Tashaun Gibson is not a lock moving forward after he signed that three-year deal. Amik Robinson is a cornerback right now out of Louisiana Tech, but his skill set, he can easily transition, and I mean easily transition to safety and have a role like Honey Badger did throughout his entire career. And that's what I like most about Robinson, the fact that he can play both corner and safety. Because when you look at our corners, Bradley Roby, Lonnie Johnson Jr., and Vernon Hargraves, those three guys made out a solid core. But if you can partner Robinson with Reed, you are talking about a secondary that's going to take the next step, not only in 2020, but most of those guys are still young, which means you basically going to have the core of your secondary for at least the next two to three seasons. That's why I like Robinson the most. This is a guy, and, and what I love him, what what I love for him the most, first and foremost, he's five eight, 
So he's not the prototypical big when you when you talk about you know your corners or your safeties. He's five eight. Shout out to the little guys like me. But this guy has a a a niche to find the ball. Last year he recorded five interceptions and ended his career at Louisiana Tech with 14 interceptions. Three of them he was able to score on. Here is another name that I think we need to take a look at and keep an eye on. The Texans actually met with this guy, and that's Bradley Anu, the defensive end out of Utah. Had 13 sacks last year, all Pac-12 honors. The guy can really get to the quarterback. Now, he does lack uh, the, the ability to stop the run. A lot of times he can get swallowed up if the the defensive if the offensive lineman rather is too big. At times he can get swallowed up, but he has good hands, he has a great motor, and he has a knack to getting after the quarterback. In the third round, I know you mentioned uh, Jennings, Anthony Jennings out of Alabama, but in the third round, round I'd rather go with Bradley Anu because uh, it's upside, and I think he will be available around the third or fourth round. At the end of the day, the Texans do have a chance to actually come away with a really solid draft class, although they don't have a first rounder. If you would like to see all of the potential targets that I have, please go to youcanargetatsports.com. It's going to be the first main story on the web page. Click on it. Read through it. Let me know on Twitter if you agree what picks you like, what picks you don't like. And honestly, let's, let's have some fun with it. You know, take my list. Take your list. Let's get together. Let's have a a virtual draft party. You guys send send us your list of the top prospects you think the Texans should go after, and let's just have a little game. Let's just keep score of who who got the most prospects right. That sounds like a fun game, John. Let's get it. And hopefully, whoever the Texans decide to draft this weekend, I hope that they actually have a better relationship with Bill O'Brien then DeAndre Hopkins. Now, of course, everyone is aware by now the trade was made official between David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. Both of the guys had their introductory press conference. I believe it happened on Friday. And if you missed it, DeAndre Hopkins was actually on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. And boy, he, he didn't really have that much of an explosive interview. I actually had a chance to read the article. If you haven't, please go check it out on Sports Illustrated. And he basically talked about his time in Houston. First and foremost, he said he wasn't surprised by the trade. And secondly, he actually said that him and Bill O'Brien did not have any type of relationship. He basically said, you know, I came in, did my work and left. Can I say something? Go right ahead. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sometimes people get caught up in trying to build these friendships type of relationships. Now, obviously, if we look at the specifics of the word relationship, you had a relationship. You had a working relationship. That means you came in, did your job, listened, and he, you know, just the fact that you were able to coexist for was it five years or whatever the case is, five or six years, you had a working relationship. But of course we know what he meant. There is no problem with going to work, being quiet, doing what you need to do, uh, abiding by the guidelines, all the things DeAndre Hopkins did and going right the hell home. I don't need to be in your face. 
I don't need to. I don't need to have you in my favorites. I don't need to tell your your you know your family members happy birthday. I don't need to do any of that. And it's okay. Now a lot of this after the trade went down and we have gotten more and more news. It makes a lot of sense why the trade actually happened, of course. But it's okay. It's it's a okay to not have a relationship, quote unquote, with your boss. And some people need to kind of understand that everybody is not going to be your friend. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I actually had a supervisor about a year ago that, you know, we wasn't cool. We was like far from cool. And there were times I I, I did the DeAndre Hopkins approach. I got, went into the office. I did what I had to do. And I got the hell up out of there. You know, there was a there was some days where we didn't say nothing to one another. I'm not going to mention any kind of names, but you know, sometimes it'd be like that. Um, DeAndre Hopkins also told a funny story how he found out about the trade. He was actually in Los Angeles working out with Julio Jones when Bill O'Brien called him to give him the news, and he said Julio Jones just looked at him and smiled and started laughing because. Nobody could believe it. He also talked about how he broke the news to Deshaun Watson. And by the way, that is the only way Deshaun Watson believed that the news was true. They said Watson had a hard time accepting that this deal was true. And he had to hear it from, he had to hear it from the source himself. Well, speaking of sources and hearing, you guys will hear everything we have to say days leading up to the draft, which is tomorrow. <laughs> the draft is tomorrow. And then, of course, the Texans kick off their draft on uh, Friday. So I think what we'll do is just whatever is left after, you know, day one, the virtual draft, we can assess what the needs are for the Texans and who's available and go from there. But the draft is tomorrow. And the first step to things finally making sense hopefully i'm just some sports guy hickman follow me on twitter at some sports guy with two y's also follow you can argue that sports on twitter as well and don't forget to subscribe to the website you can argue that sports.com yes sir and speaking of you can argue that sports please remember to go to the web page and check out my full entire houston texans mock draft i do believe if the texans can't come away with something similar to this or just basically get every single guy that I put on this list, I think that they might come away out of this 2020 NFL draft pretty, pretty good. So, but once again, once you do that, please remember to send us your mock draft. Let's just have a fun virtual game to see who got the most prospects right. And while you do that, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, Houston, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.